the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And truth. This is Freedom 1570, KDIZ, Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Powered by JTR Roofing. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. The presidential race is still not over. Joe Biden with 264 electoral votes, meaning he's just one battleground state away from victory. Four states are still in play. President Trump leads in three of those states, Georgia, North Carolina, and Pennsylvania. The Trump camp has gone to court, claiming Republican monitors are being denied access to ballots as the counting goes on. President Trump's campaign has launched a series of legal challenges in battleground states, with the vote count increasingly favoring Democrat Joe Biden. The campaign filed lawsuits in Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Georgia, demanding better access to observe the ballots being processed and counted. Trump lawyers are also challenging Pennsylvania's decision to allow ballots to be received through Friday. Greg Clugston. Washington. Also at townhall.com, Montana Senator Steve Daines will be back on Capitol Hill for another six-year term. That's after holding off the toughest challenge of his political career. Daines managed a victory over Governor Steve Bullock in one of the toughest races in the country. It was among a handful of disappointments for Democrats who saw Daines' seat as one of the most likely to flip in their effort to retake majority control. Daines got help along the way from President Trump, who praised the senator for helping to pass the Great American Outdoors Act. What had been a clear path to victory was put in jeopardy when a term-limited Governor Bullock chose to run. Daines successfully argued that voting for Bullock could lead to what he called a liberal tyranny. Bob Agner reporting. The number of Americans seeking unemployment benefits fell slightly last week to 751,000. Eight months after the pandemic flattened the economy, weekly jobless claims still point to a stream of layoffs. Before the virus struck in March, the weekly figure had remained below 300,000 for more than five straight years. On Wall Street, the Dow had 501 points. The Nasdaq is up 264. More on these stories at townhall.com. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Stock market have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the hope for a COVID vaccine on the rise, shifting political landscape, and the election at an end, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Text MONEY to 411411 to get what you need to stay ahead of market trends and find explosive moves before they happen. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Stop guessing. Start predicting trends 72 hours in advance. Text MONEY to 411411 and experience Vantage Point for free. Text MONEY to 411411 so you can protect and grow your capital now. Don't wait. Text MONEY to 411411. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. From the KingdomBuilders.com studios on this Thursday, I'm Lee Michaels looking at sunshine and upper 60s today. Mild tonight with a low near 48. Sunshine around 70 for Friday. Partly cloudy into the weekend. Upper 60s Saturday, mid-60s on Sunday. Coming up, it's Mr. Black and Like It Matters Radio here on Freedom 1570. Ringing liberty and truth online at Freedom1570.com. After one of the craziest election years in history, we're still not done yet. I'm here to tell you tonight, we believe we're on track to win this election. The citizens of this country have come out in record numbers to support our incredible movement. What's the next step? Could we see this head to the courts? And how could 2020 be any more bizarre than it already has been? Yeah, so make sure you keep it here. We'll help you sort this all out. We are Freedom 1570. If you have an unpaid tax debt to the IRS that you can't pay, please hear this special notice. Specially approved IRS relief programs designed to aid delinquent taxpayers are now in effect that can significantly improve your financial situation. 
Depending on your circumstances, you may qualify to have your tax problem resolved in your favor and may even have your back taxes reduced by thousands or eliminated entirely. A relief hotline has been established by Community Tax for you to call and see if you qualify at 800-500-5588. If you owe the IRS back taxes that you can't afford to pay, don't let the IRS trick you into thinking you have no way out. Our highly accredited tax professionals will let you know what you qualify for and how much you can save. We may be able to stop all liens, garnishments, levies, and save you thousands. Call and see if you qualify for this taxpayer relief at 800-500-5588. That's 800-500-5588. Community Tax. Who's your tax guy? The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Your life changes for the better when you live each day like it matters. Positive focus, healthier relationships, and breaking free from trauma that's held you back. The time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. It's a great day to be Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk about look back learning. Look back learning. You know, there are always exceptions to all rules, right? You know that I've been told that learning English is one of the uh, toughest languages to learn because there are always rules and there are so many exceptions to the rules. And so, you know, one of the key questions to life is what to do with the past. You know, it's interesting what to do with the past. You know, we're in this whole, uh, this, John and I were just talking, 2020 has been a weird year. I mean, if you think about how it started, it started with an impeachment, right? We started the new year in the middle of an impeachment type of thing. Uh, and then uh, that took up our, our occupying our time for a couple months. And then we had this thing called the China virus kind of pop up, coronavirus, whatever you want to call it, Wuhan virus, whatever you call it. Uh, and that was now in March where it started kind of getting weird. But we had just a couple weeks of this, just buckle down. Uh, stop going around, stay inside a couple weeks, and uh, it'll be all okay. Well, then a couple weeks became a couple months, and a couple months became eight months. And, and here we are in the middle of that. We had an election, uh, and uh, boy, you know, two totally different campaigns. Uh, one person did it traditional way out there, flesh, uh, pressing flesh, meeting people, and one guy uh, stayed in a bunker in a basement, uh, and basically let the media uh, and his surrogates do what they do so well. Not and a joke. so, yeah, I always said that, you know, we'll know a lot more when this election's over. Why? Because instead of prognosticating, instead of people guessing or prophesizing, all right, you'll actually know. And then we can look back and, and learn the lessons. And that's really what I want to talk about today is this look back learning. You know, and it ties into what I said before. One of the keys to life is what do we do with our past? What do we do with our past? You know, in neurolinguistic programming, NLP, there's something called timeline. We all have a timeline. Uh, we have three points on that timeline. We have a past, we have a present, and we have a future. Now, as a general rule, we should always be looking forward as a general rule. You know, we, we're going down the freeway of life metaphorically. Uh, and if you're driving down a freeway and you're going at a high rate of speed, anywhere from 60 to 90 miles an hour, I would suggest that your eyes should be pointed forward, right? Yet in life, metaphorically, many people go down their freeway of life with their eyes focused behind them, Right? And you know what happens then, right? Kaboom. Yeah, baby. yeah, like that thing right there, John's telling you. That's what happens. That's why they're called accidents, right? That's why we're not supposed to text and drive because you take your eyes off the wheel, off the road, just for a second, uh, and you're going to go boomy, right? And yet a lot of people live their life that way, living in the past. And there are times to look back. You know, we talk about perceptual positions. You know, there's only three ways to see any situation. 
first position, second position, and third position. First position is natural. Uh, it's uh, automated. Uh, it's uh, what you call default. We see things through our eyes. It's our opinions, the right opinion, I'm right, you're wrong. That's first position in the perceptual positions. Second position is other. Second position is the ability to step outside of your moccasins, to get outside of your map of reality, and see it from the other person's perspective. Not to sit in your shoes and imagine what they must be going through, but metaphorically, Stepping out of your experience, like if you saw those TV shows where you have the person there and then all of a sudden their spirit leaves them. So have your spirit leave your body and go occupy the other person. And now you're inside their body looking at you from across the table. That's second position. That's the definition of empathy, uh, to walk a mile in someone else's moccasins, to see things from their perspective. And then third position is what's called overview. Overview. Uh, that's what a lot of us do post-activity, uh, when something's done, when something's over. Then we have a tendency to look back and look at it from an overview, kind of like you're watching a movie on TV. Uh, you're seeing yourself, you're seeing the other person, you're seeing the interaction. And the reason I bring this up is because these are three different ways to see any different situation. There aren't a million ways. There are only three different ways to see any situation. And when I'm teaching this, I explain to people each one of these positions uh, brings in data. It brings in information. Because as a leader, as a warrior, as someone who's fighting the good fight, the more data you have, the better decisions, the better choices you will have. And so when people, usually when I'm teaching them about the perceptual positions, I get a lot of people ask me this one question. Well, Mr. Black, how much time do I spend in each one? And that's a valid question. And I really never thought about it until I was in a classroom setting. And I kept getting that question posed to me over and over and over. And so I started pondering this and considering this. And so if you were to ask me of the three positions, self, other, and overview, how much time you should spend in each one, I actually have given it some thought. And I believe somewhere around probably half the time you should be in your natural position, seeing things from your own eyes, especially if you're self-actualized, especially if you're working to be better each and every day, then you've got to be learn to trust yourself, to trust your knowledge, to trust your heart. So I'd say about 50% of the time, you should be in your own first position, seeing things from your perspective. Now, in second position, I put that number about 35. The ability to see things from other people's perspective is a great value. It'll keep you from being a narcissist because narcissists make everything about themselves. Uh, and yes, you could say uh, that uh, Donald Trump is narcissist. There's lots of narcissists. But we live in a narcissistic world. Uh, the number one uh, picture is the selfie, right? How many people are famous today because they shared video of themselves uh, having physical relations behind doors for the world to see, right? We want everybody to know all about us. So the world is full of narcissists. We live in a narcissistic society. I'd say more people than not in today's world are wrapped up their own petty little world. And that's the definition, basically, uh, of a narcissist. And then I'd say an overview, uh, about 15%. Why? Because if you get stuck in any one of these positions, there's a danger. If you get stuck in first position, that's when you're a narcissist, where you get stuck there. It's my way or the highway. Everything's about me. And so you've got to be able to, uh, if you get stuck in first position, it's called ego. You want to go there occasionally, but you can't get stuck there either. If you get stuck in second position, you're a sucker. Everybody else is right and you're wrong. And then third position, that's from the overview. It's emotionally detached. And if you get stuck in third position, you're dissociated. And so you got to be constantly be moving between the three. And I'm going to tell you right now, that's the same thing with this look back learning. As a general rule, we got to keep looking forward. The good Lord put the eyes in the front of our face because we move in the direction we're looking and we look in the direction we're moving. But there are times, there are moments, there are opportunities when we've got to stop, pull out of the rat race of life and reflect and look back. Because you've heard the saying, hindsight is twenty twenty, And that's what it means. 
And so, yeah, a lot of us are wrapped up in the election and disappointed that wasn't settled. But you know what? There's going to be a lot of lessons to learn when this thing's over. And I'm going to suggest the same is true of our life. The same is true of our year. The same is true of our week. The same is true of our marriage. The same is true of this radio show. The same is true of your job performance. What do you think your yearly evaluation is? A look back. So today on Like It Matters Radio, that's what we're talking about, look back learning. And we'll be back in three minutes. stimulus and the response there is a space and in that space is your power your freedom dr victor frankel in this unprecedented time of pandemics and confusion our daily choices matter more and they are more consequential times of challenge and opportunities require another set of eyes a deeper understanding a bigger picture so we can live a life of purpose and passion like it matters Mr. Black is excited to announce the release of his newest book, Way of the Warrior, a daily devotional, bringing hope and encouragement to be all that you were created to be. Each day, Mr. Black shares with you guidance from above that is educational, inspirational, and applicational. Access Mr. Black each day as he continues to help you raise your bar and become all you were created to be. Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional is now available in ebook and hardcover at likeitmatters.net. Regain and retain your power and your freedom. Order Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional and let God be your guide and Mr. Black your life caddy. Order today at likeitmatters.net. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Okay, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us on Radio.com. But considering how easy it is to do, we'll just keep it simple, too. Listen to Freedom 1570 on the Radio.com app. The Freedom 1570 Fan Club and New American Funding want to pay your mortgage next year. Hi, this is Tom Matiney from New American Funding, and I'm excited to be the sponsor of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Contest. If you win, we'll pay your mortgage or rent all of next year. That's extra money to take a family vacation, put in a pool, or help a friend in need. Enter once a day now through December 20th at Freedom1570.com. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle from the Freedom 1570 Fan Club and New American Funding. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at Minneapolis.SalemSurround.com. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about look back learning. You know, it is a chaotic year, a chaotic time. There's a lot of people uh, frustrated. There's a lot of people anxious, you know, with this election and everything going on. And, you know, it's hard to separate ourselves out from what's going on around us. This election's a big deal. Uh, you know, they used to say you shouldn't talk about politics, but today politics is every aspect of life. You get canceled. I mean, I've got a supposed Christian brother of mine who's uh, uh, canceled me as a Christian because he doesn't like my politics and just stunning uh, because uh, last time I checked, God doesn't cancel anybody except the devil. 
Um, I, I've never seen it, but I, now we got Christians counseling other Christians because they don't like who they voted for. That's just stunning uh, that we could get to that point. And so, you know, there comes a time, a point in time of our lives where we're going to be on our deathbed wondering, did it matter one bit if we made a difference? And then we have these things called regret, resent, and resistance. See, we're called to live our lives in the now moments. The only place we can live life is in the now. Uh, but we're supposed to have a forward focus. And yet a lot of people are wrapped up in their past. They get tied up in their past. You know, there's something I call the three hours of survival. There's regret, there's resent, and there's resistance. And whenever you're in either one of those three, we are living in the past. You know, what do you think you regret? You regret things that, that you did do or didn't do or should have done or should have done, right? Regret. And it's all a rear focus. And then you got resentment. Resentment's all about, you know, your pound of flesh, your record of wrong, the, the spirit of offense. Uh, there's a great book by John Bevere called The uh, Bait of Satan. I would highly recommend it because that's what's going on in America Day. We're so wrapped up in our past, so wrapped up into uh, to what people of color were treated like 400 years ago, uh, what people of this were treated like 70 years ago, or what uh, uh, Kavanaugh did 38 years ago. Don't you hear it? And then the third one is resist. You know, we, we, we had 40% of the country call themselves the resistance, that from the day Donald Trump was elected. Uh, they've done nothing but hinder him, uh, hurt him. I mean, they had spies inside all levels of government. We call them whistleblowers today. People that were spying wanted to bring down uh, Donald Trump from inside. Whenever anybody wanted to go to work for Donald Trump, they would shout him down and threaten him, and it was hard for him to fill his cabinet. Everything was set up against him so that he could not be successful. Uh, and then for this election, uh, people wanted to tell him what he didn't do, why he wasn't successful. Oh, my gosh. He had everything going against him. He had this, quote, resistance. And what were they resisting? What happened four years ago? That supposedly Donald Trump wasn't duly elected. And notice it's interesting now. Now we got a whole uh, Pandora's box of who did what and illegal votes and fraud uh, and the media covering for Biden and, and, and censoring. Boy, you see what's set up now. No matter who gets eventually appointed president, guess what? There's going to be a resistance. There's going to be 40% of the country that says this is not a legitimate president. I mean, we keep doing what we're doing, people, and we're going to keep getting what we're getting. It's just causing hate. It's causing hate. It's causing people in the church to turn against people in the church. And then, so you got to know that a lot of those people aren't really in the church. Remember, many will say, Lord, Lord, and God will say, I never knew you. And so we got to be careful. And what we do with this thing called time matters. Time is interesting. It's a, it's a commodity that we live in. God sits above time. I love poetry, and, and uh, Edgar Albert Guest has a great poem called Looking Back. He says, I might have been rich if I'd wanted the gold instead of the friendships I've made. I might have had fame if I'd sought for renown in the hours when I purposely played. Now I'm standing today on the far edge of life, and I'm just looking backward to see what I've done with the years and the days that were mine and all that has happened to me. I haven't built much of a fortune to leave to those who shall carry my name, and nothing I've done shall entitle me now to a place on the tablets of fame. But I've loved the great sky and its spaces the blue. I've lived with the birds and the trees. I've turned from the splendor of silver and gold to share in such pleasures as these. I've given my time to the children who came. Together we've romped and we've played. And I wouldn't exchange the glad hours spent with them for the money that I might have made. I chose to be known and be loved by the few and was deaf to the plaudits of men. And I'd make the same choice should the chance come to me to live my life over again. I've lived with my friends and I've shared in their joys, known sorrow with all of its tears. I've harvested much from my acres of life, though some say I've squandered my years. For much that is fine has been mine to enjoy, and I think I've lived to my best. And I have no regret as a man for the gold that I, I have might possess. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, ladies and gentlemen, time is this interesting thing. And I'm going to tell you right now that there are always exceptions to the rules. 
always exceptions to the rules. And whenever we're talking about time, I always, I'm a student of the Bible. Those that know me know, first and foremost, I'm a man of God. Uh, and uh, the Bible was written, when it was written, the Old Testament was gr- written in uh, Hebrew, uh, in Assyriac. Those were the words, uh, the language of the day, if you will. The New Testament was written in Greek. Um, and uh, why? Because that was the language of the day. That's why. So um, when you look at the Greek language, the word time, there's two words, kairos and chronos. Kairos is about the time we're living in. Chronos is about the time on the radio dial. So, uh, you know, when it comes 11 o'clock, the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. See, that fits Kairos and Chronos because 11.05, I'm live on the radio. But at 11 o'clock, I'm getting ready to be in that mindset, to be in that time frame that allows me to lead, to guide, to teach, to, to inspire, to educate, to, to motivate, to do something different today. And so you got to understand the difference of what we're talking about. You know, I love the Internet. Uh, and, you know, I got to remember, one out of every three searches on the Internet is for porn. And a lot of people are addicted to porn. I can honestly say it's not an addiction of mine anymore. At one time it was. But I love the, the benefits of the Internet. So I was, I was uh, looking up this man by the name of Godet, Godet, whatever you want to call him, Godet, Frederick Louis Godet. Uh, he was a Swiss Protestant theologian because I, I love this quote of his. This is a quote I was looking at. The Son of Man has been rejected. He has gone from view. The masses are plunged in gross worldliness. Men of God are becoming as rare as in the days of Abraham they were in Sodom. What then is the position of the church? That a widow whose only weapon is incessant prayer. It is only by means of this intense concentration that faith will be preserved. But such is precisely the disposition which Jesus fears may not be found even in the church at his return. And what I was doing is I was in Luke, Luke 18, 1, where it starts off by always pray and do not lose heart. And then it went into two parables where God was basically supporting what he was saying. One was about the unjust judge uh, and a widow who kept bugging him. He didn't, this judge didn't fear God, nothing like that. But this woman w- kept persisting, kept persisting, kept persisting. And finally, uh, the judge who was unrighteous said, I got to deal with this woman. I got to give her what she wants or she'll never leave me alone. And the whole point was pointing to this thing that God says, no matter what's going on, always pray and do not lose heart. Because I, I, I counsel a lot of people, and there's a lot of people scared by what happened this election, afraid of a Joe Biden presidency, afraid of where America's going with all the hate and all the bitterness and turning Christians against Christians and, uh, and everybody else against anybody who follows the Word of God. So there's a lot of anxiety. And uh, just telling people you got to pray and do not lose heart. Do not be discouraged. We're supposed to be encouraged. And so it's cool because as I'm looking up this guy, Godet, Godet, um, I came up to Godot. And I love Godot. If you've never read the play, uh, the Waiting for Godot, it's a great play. And so I was on, what was I on? It was on E-Notes, uh, E-notes about the play Godet, and, uh, Waiting for Godot. And I want you to hear this. In the play Waiting for Godot, the central characters, Esther John and Vladimir, wait for a character named Godot who never arrives. Godot is therefore a projection of the character's unrealized and at times vague hopes and dreams. While the characters often refer to waiting for Godot, they cannot recall where they are supposed to meet him, other than knowing in a vague sense that it's by a tree. At times they consider ending their lives, but then decide to continue to wait for Godot. Though they cannot really determine the benefits uh, or rewards of waiting for Godot, So Godot represents their vague sense that their lives will eventually have promise or some type of meaning or conclusion, though it's unclear when this promise or conclusion will arrive, if ever. Godot constantly promises to arrive, but never actually does. The vagueness of Godot is one of the absurdest elements of the play and represents the idea that the meaning of life is unclear and perhaps non-existent. And this is what was so profound, because that is what people are treating time like. They're treating time like Godot. They're waiting for the right time to do this, the right time to do that. And as leaders, we got to know what time it is, not Kronos, but Kairos. There's a time to reflect, and there's a time to wage. There's a time to plant, and there's a time to harvest. There's a time to look forward, 
But there is also a time to look backwards. And ladies and gentlemen, before I ever go in the new year, when I'm counseling people, I always have them first take a look back. What were the lessons you learned from this last year? What were the high points of this last year? What were the down points of this last year? What would you like a redo on? And what would you like to make SOP because it's really good? And so there is value in at times looking back. But the key is you don't do it while you're going 80 miles an hour down the freeway of life. You only do it when you pull off the road of life and set aside some time to look back and learn. I am Mr. Black. We'll be back in three minutes. can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. Listen to this 22-year law enforcement veteran with PTSD compare Leadership Awakening to other training he's received. You focus on the individual. I think you kind of answered the why question, whereas a lot of the other programs that are out there, I don't want to say they put a Band-Aid on it, but they don't do a very good job of going into the why. And, you know, why am I doing this? Why is my brain uh, revert back to the images? You know, why do I get depressed? And like you said, right, it's a choice. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours, and it will change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, November 12th through the 14th, and Dallas-Fort Worth, December 3rd through the 5th. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening where 48 hours will change your life. Do you need a heating or air conditioning repair? Call Blue Ox Heating and Air now and get $72 off any HVAC repair or installation. One of their legendary Blue Ox technicians will come to your home and make sure your system is running smooth and efficiently. Plus, experience their legendary service and save $72 off the cost. Blue Ox, now offering their legendary service for electrical too. Blue Ox Heating and Air. Legendary service, install and repair. We'll fix anything with legendary care. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about look back learning. Because ladies and gentlemen, there's a time to look backwards, but not on a regular basis, not when you're in the fire. There's a time to do that. You know, we we are controlled by this thing called time. We all have the same amount of chronos. There's 24 hours in a day, seven days in a week. 
but none of us know how much, quote, time we have talking about how long God's going to put us on this planet because we all have a beginning. We all have an end. Uh, and if you know the God of the universe uh, like you should, then you know that God has omniscience. God knows the beginning and the end. God sits you know above time. He's not controlled. He's not constrained by time because he sits above time. But we have this thing called time. And there's only so much time we have. Uh, you know, and what are we doing with that time? And when we look back on the proper times, we realize, we take a look at what, how did I spend my time? Was it spent wisely? Did I waste it? And we need to do that on a regular basis. And that's what end of year is about. You know, think about the year 2020, right? Hindsight is 2020. And what a screwy year. We started with an impeachment, if you think about it. Then we had the coronavirus. And then we got basically all of our rights taken away. And we're told we're mean, we're selfish, we're this and that. If we don't lock up and shut down and mask up and stop living our lives, right? So it's been a weird year. And there's going to be time to look back. Just like with this election, we got to first solve it and figure out what's going on. Stop the bleeding, all these illegal votes and fraudulent things. We got to fix this. We got to stop it now. There'll be time to look back afterwards. But we are in this thing called time, and there's time running out for all of us because we don't know how much time. And if you're a believer in God and you study eschatology, you understand that the time of the Gentiles is coming to a close. And the man of perdition will be introduced soon. And, of course, I believe the church will be pulled out of here before then. So it is getting dark. But Mitch Albom wrote a great, uh, there's a great clip of a thing. He wrote something called The Timekeeper. And he says, try to imagine a life without timekeeping. You probably can't. You know the month, the year, the day of the week. There's a clock on your wall or the dashboard of your car. You have a schedule, a calendar, a time for dinner or a movie. Yet all around you, timekeeping is ignored. Birds are not late. A dog does not check his watch. Deer do not fret over passing birthdays. Man alone measures time. Man alone chimes the hour. And because of this, man alone suffers a paralyzing fear that no other creature endures, a fear of time running out. And if you want to get rid of the fear of time running out, then you need to be aware of the Kairos versus the Kronos. And remember, there's a time for everything. Ecclesiastes 3 is one one of my favorite verses of the Bible, right? 1 through 8. It says, a time as this. And what they're talking about is Kairos. To everything there's a season and a time for every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to count as lost. A time to keep and a time to discard. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. Remember, if you study the book of Esther, right? Esther 4.13, then Mordecai told them to reply to Esther, do not imagine that you in the king's palace can escape any more than all the Jews. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, and you and your father's house will perish. And here's the key line. And who knows whether you have not attained royalty for such a time as this. All those are talking about Kairos. There are terrible times to look back. I'll give you two specific ones. Uh, one's in the Bible and one's in the world. How about this? How about Genesis nineteen fifteen through 26, right? Lot's wife is a figure first mentioned in Genesis 19, right? The book of Genesis describes how she became a pillar of salt after she looked back at Sodom. She's not named in the Bible, but is called Adu or Edith in some Jewish traditions. But think about this. She was supposed to be moving forward. She was supposed to be fleeing. She was supposed to be going in one direction with everything she got. And the angel actually said to them, do not look back. There are times when you got to go full force ahead, and you're not supposed to look back. That was one of them. It's, it's lived forever in the heart of men. To know that if you look back at the wrong time, you become a pillar of salt. 
But can I give you a real world one as well? Because that's biblical. I'm not saying it didn't happen, but some of you think the, the Bible is just stories. I don't think so. I think that everything that the Bible says is true is true. I believe there was a big fish that, that swallowed Jonah. He was in there for three days. I believe in a floating axe head. I believe in the virgin birth. I believe, believe that the world was created in, in six days and the seventh day God rests. I'm just letting you know, I believe all those things. So I'm not saying that wasn't true. I'm saying for some of you, because I want to step into your map reality. Remember, this is the second position. I'm now having empathy and realizing that some of you have different beliefs. And so I want to give you one a little different, something that you might be able to better connect with. On 6th May, 1954, Roger Bannister ran the first sub-four-minute mile at Ifley Road, Oxford. It had never been done before. For years, him and Lindy, uh, I'm sorry, John Landy, Roger Bannister, and a whole bunch of other people were working to be the first one to run a sub-four-minute mile. They believed it was possible. Now, a lot of people didn't believe it was possible. And if you don't believe something possible, you're not going to work hard to accomplish it. If you don't think something's possible, you're not going to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and hit again. If you don't think someone loves you, even though they say you love, they love you, you're going to act as if you're not loved, right? Because no one responds in reality. We respond to our map of reality. 45 days later, 45 days later, after Roger Bannister broke the four-minute mile, John Landy of Australia broke it by more than a second with a time of three minutes and 58 seconds. I think John's was like 3.59 in a few seconds. But here's the cool thing. Now, both of these, in a little over a month apart, have been the first two men to ever, 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 break a four-minute mile that's recorded. And so here's what happened. It was set for a big dramatic showdown between the two runners in the final, the one mile at the Empire Games in Vancouver on 7 August 1954. The race proved to be probably the most exciting mile race ever run, and as this day is known as the Miracle Mile. Google the Miracle Mile and you'll, you'll pull up something about this. A statue stands in Vancouver to commemorate its moment of highest drama. What is that moment of high drama? Is what we're talking about today. When John Landy looked back over his left shoulder to see how far Roger Bouncer was behind him. See, see, John Landy was winning. He'd been winning the whole race. And he's turning the last corner. He's in the lead. At that moment, John Landy wanted to see where Roger Bouncer was in position to him. And so he looked over his left shoulder. As he looked back over his left shoulder, the guy who was running behind him, Roger Bannister, passed him on his right. Of that instant, John Landy said, when Lot's wife looked back, she was turned into a pillar of salt. When I looked back, I was turned into a pillar of bronze. That's so cool. So cool. See, there is a time to look back. It's not where you're in the fire. Because, ladies and gentlemen, there's going to come a time in each and every one of our lives we're going to be lying on our deathbed and wonder if it mattered one bit. Did it make a difference? You know, planes crash and people die. And I've been to funerals and you've been to funerals. You know, and I know why they do it. But every time I see someone in a viewing where they're looking at a dead body in a casket, and that dead body looks pretty, You know, they got makeup on, they got their hair done up, they're in a suit or a blouse or a sweater or a dress, and they look all pretty. And I always ask myself, why? I don't know about you, but when I die, if I die, I want to look so disgusting that nobody would think to look in that box. And again, it's not by the way I died, it's by the way I lived. See, when you live your life like it matters, when you take full advantage of the time you've been given, you live it in the now moment. That's where life's meant to be lived. That's where commitment's made. That's where passion's experienced in the now moment. There are times to look back, but it's not when you're in the battle. It's not when you're in the fire. I mean, think about this, the the crocodile hunter. What an awesome dude. He lived his life out there. And one day while filming something for his daughter, Bindi, they were on a break. They saw this beautiful ray swim off, following the ray, filming it. And for some reason, that ray thought it was attacking them. And that ray darted him in the heart a hundred times in a few seconds. He bled out in the water before they could even get him out of the water. And yet people around the world swim with rays every day, pay millions of dollars to, to do this. See, when it's time to go, it's time to go. I told a story about a guy in Texas who was killed by a flying forklift on a freeway. 
forklift, catapulted, wasn't tied down right, smushed that guy. Not a joke. And I always tell that story. And I always tell people, you know one thing I don't know? I don't know how that man lived his life, but I know how he died. And this is the lesson to all of us. What you do with your time is going to dictate, do people remember you for the way you lived your life? Or do they remember you for the way you died? Because if you don't use your time, if you're constantly don't know what to do with your past, and you're constantly wrapped up in your past, living in regret, living in resentment, living in resistance, then you know you're going to be remembered more by how you died than how you lived. And leader, you're better than that. Our families deserve more, our country deserves more, and our God demands more. I am Mr. Black. We'll be back in three minutes. construction business constructing memories relationships new ideas and a legacy that will outlive us life is best imagined as a construction project at like it matters we craft tools and teach you how to use them mr black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream one of those tools is individual life counseling the best analogy is a life caddy because sometimes you just need another set of eyes a second tool books by mr black always opening up your mind Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Okay, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us on Radio.com. But considering how easy it is to do, we'll just keep it simple, too. Listen to Freedom 1570 on the Radio.com app. In a lawsuit, a little extra liability protection can go a long way. Call Pamela McCarthy, agent at the Pam McCarthy Agency, Inc. A personal liability umbrella policy from American Family Insurance offers a million dollars or more of coverage over and above the limits of your auto and home policies. And it's affordable. For details, contact Pamela McCarthy, agent at the Pam McCarthy Agency, Inc. Call 651-460-3333. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 53783. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, November 12th through the 14th, and Dallas, Fort Worth, December 3rd through the 5th. Details at likeitmatters.net. Sweet love, sweet chariot, coming for to carry me on. Sweet love, sweet chariot, coming for to carry me on. Sweet love. Amen. I am Mr. Black, and you are listening to Like It Matters Radio. Radio. Like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. And today, we're swinging low, we're swinging high, we are doing some look-back learning. What I want to do is tell you the value of reflective learning. Now again, there are, most of the time we need to be looking forward. 
Uh, the good Lord put the eyes in the front of our face. Why? Because we move in the direction we're looking, and we look in the direction we're moving. And in my 30 years of counseling, of uh, human potentiality training, uh, one thing I've learned is a lot of people don't know what to do with their past. Uh, They've never dealt with it. They've never uh, cleaned it up. They've never processed it. And that's what I do in my training. I help you create a vision, but I also help you deal with some things in the past that you need to deal with. Uh, It is the ultimate in reflective learning and look forward uh, passion. And so I have one more class left this year, December 3rd through 5th in Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, Go to likeitmatters.net. I promise you, uh, if you go to that class, you will have the best holiday season you've ever had, COVID-19 or not, Uh, whether we're dealing with a re-election of President Donald Trump or, unfortunately, the election of Joe Biden. Either way, uh, boy, no matter what, if you go to that class, I'm telling you right now, uh, 2020 will end in an incredible way, uh, and you will be ready for 2021, whatever that may hold for you. So uh, this last segment, I actually want to give you a nugget here. It's, uh, I want to talk about this thing called reflective learning. That's really what look-back learning is, reflective learning. Uh, it's a key to learning from experience. Remember, hindsight is twenty twenty. That's why we all know that saying. That's what it means. Reflective learning is a process of internally examining and exploring an issue or concern triggered by an experience which creates and clarifies meaning in terms of self and which results in a changed conceptual perspective. Uh, That's the key. Reflective learning uh, is the ability to look back. And by the fact, they talk about education a lot. Uh, I was on Princeton's website. Where is that? Uh, so it's cool to do this in front of a computer. Uh, McGraw Center for Teaching and Learning. It says, reflection as learning, helping students look back at the semester. So key. So key. There's power in looking back. You see things that you might have missed. Remember, we go through life unconsciously. We only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. Uh, the rest of it is going on at the unconscious level. Now, everything you experience is stored in data in the unconscious mind. So even though you're going through life and only consciously experiencing somewhere 3 to 5 maybe 10 11% of it, the, the stuff that you've consciously missed is still stored. I want you to get this. Remember, your unconscious mind is always running. That's why you can listen to things at night while you're sleeping. The stuff gets in. That's why, you know, 40% of memories are made up because your unconscious mind does not differentiate between Hollywood and reality. And so it treats every picture as if. But advantages of reflective learning allows you to accept responsibility for your learning and as a result for your personal growth. It allows you to become more metacognitive. I do that with you on the show a lot. I do this in my class, metacognitive. In other words, you're aware of how you think. That's why one of the the outcomes of this training is education, uh, this radio show, because I am training you. I'm training your mind to think, not about collecting mere data, data points and information, but the ability to process information, the thinking process. You know, with reflective learning, you become more aware of your motives and your actions, Uh, You see a link between the work you're putting into and what you're getting out of it, right? It's taking a look backwards and learn in hindsight to look back and bring that learning forward. That's the key. You know, the valleys. The reason we have valleys, we have desert experiences, is to learn to grow us. Think about valleys are the most fertile place in the world. We talk about this, San Joaquin Valley, other valleys. These fertile places are called, whatever it is, the valley, That's where we learn. If you think about it metaphorically, God wants to grow us in the valleys. God's not being mean to us. He wants to grow us. He's preparing us for the journey up the mountain of God. And if you read the Bible, before God ever used anybody in a a big way, he took them to the desert. He took them through the valley. He had to get their attention. He had to humble them. He had to make sure that they would move on his command. Look at Moses, 40 years on the backside of the Midian uh, mountain, right? When he, for killing the, the Egyptian. And then 40 years in a desert experience with bitter, grumbling, uh, hard, hard, what do they call them, stiff-necked uh, Israelites. And matter of fact, got to the point where he didn't even get to go in the promised land. So, but God took him through two big valleys. He lived 120 years old. Two-thirds of his life was spent on the backside of a mountain in a valley in a desert. So we need to learn from these things. Please, if you're in a valley, you're coming out of one or getting ready to go into one, one thing you got to remember, never lose the lesson of the valley. There's a, there's a message in the desert. 
Make sure you find that message and learn from that message. Otherwise, you might need to revisit the desert. Remember, the Israelites were on basically a two-week journey that took them 40 years. Matter of fact, of the upwards of 2 million people who walked out of Egypt with the spoils of Egypt, only two that walked out walked in the promised land. People miss that. The other ones died on the way. Yeah, other people went in the promised land, but they were born on the journey. But look at it, because the spies, only the two spies, Caleb and Joshua, uh, trusted God. They had faith. The other ones trusted their flesh. They were wrapped up in what most of you are wrapped up in, what the world tells you. And boy, if you go by what the world tells you, you're going to miss God's blessing. And so I want to give you a great tool for this look-back learning, for this reflective learning. Uh, It's called uh, EQ, Communicating with Power. This is in one of my classes. I use it. It's the Thought and Emotion Journal. I use this when I'm coaching uh, people as well, when I'm doing my life caddy work. And so if you want this, you can email me at Mr. Black, that's M-R period, B-L-A-C-K, at likeitmatters.net. But what you do is you take an experience. You take a situation, whether it be an election, whether it be an election party, whether it be a date, whether it be a, maybe you had a talk with your children, you had a talk with your boss, and it didn't turn out the way you wanted it to. And so this is an eight-step process that I take you through some reflective learning, some look-back learning. Because remember, everything you've ever experienced in your life is stored at the unconscious level. Your brain stores things. You live life one time, and then it's codified. And how is it codified in the senses? What did you see? What did you hear? What did you feel tactilely and emotionally? And was there a smell and a taste? And whether you realize it or not, every single memory you have is stored in the senses. Your brain is a sensory-based organ. Once you understand that, then everything changes. We don't respond to reality. We respond to our map of reality. And life is experienced in the submodalities. Remember, we have the three modalities. We have the visual, the auditory, and the kinesthetic. That's how we all take in data. That's how we learn. That's how we process this information. But we actually have emotional connection to the submodalities. In other words, how the visual field manifests itself. Is it in bright pictures, close pictures? Is it moving pictures or still pictures? Or auditory? Is it a sound? Is it to the left or the right? Is it digital? Is it clear? Is it emotional? And then the kinesthetic is feelings, pressure, heat, um, pain, tightness. Those are things that are all stored at the unconscious level. You just don't know it. And when you got someone that knows what they're doing like me, I can take you back to any point in life and help you go back there in first position, relive it in first position, and now pick up all the data consciously that you missed the first time because it's in your brain. It's stored unconsciously. It's stored there. You just have to know how to retrieve it. And so this is called the Thoughts and Emotions Journal. And what you do is you take a situation and you, that didn't turn out the way you wanted it to, and you reflectively learn from it. And you look at it now with different eyes. And so the first thing you do, step one, is you re-identify the experience. It's like setting the stage. Where were you? What were you doing? Who was with you? And then you go through the intention. What was your intention? In other words, when you were getting ready to go into this, what was your outcome? Because a lot of times what we expect to happen, what happens are two different things. So you want to identify that. And then you go through mood and feelings. What were you feeling? Anxious, fear, doubt. And then you put a number on it based on intensity. And then you go through the list of automatic thoughts. What were you thinking ahead of time? This person doesn't like me. There's going to be a battle. I hope they're okay. And then you do step five is evidence that supports the automatic thought. Now you go like the Ben Franklin clothes. You take a look at was there evidence you had to support that automatic thought? And then the next thing, six, is evidence that does not support the automatic thought. So now what evidence do you have to say that what your immediate thought was was not correct? And once you go through all that, it helps you reexamine it, and it brings more data in the picture, and you feel different about it. Which then seven, now you identify the appropriate response. And then eight, you take all those moods that you identified in step three, and you now renumber them based on the intensity now. And it is so therapeutic. I got to tell you, there's so much information, so much data, that when we get out of the emotional fire of the moment, and we get off our ego out of first position and look at things through second position, look at things through third position, it really does bring you more data, more information, so it allows you to be better able to handle the situation better the next time. So I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, 
when you live your life like it matters. It does. Let me go. Plunge me deeper. Let your living water flow. Water flow. Wearing a mask. It's not just about protecting yourself. It's about protecting the ones around you. Your loved ones. Your neighbors. Your community. Yes, it can be a little uncomfortable. And yes, it's a look we're not used to. But these are minor inconveniences that will have a major impact on overcoming COVID for the good of us all. So stay safe and mask up, Minnesota. Not just for you, for everyone around you. Brought to you by the state of Minnesota. Did you know that the Freedom 1570 mobile app can do more than just stream your favorite shows? Here's cool feature number one. You can set an alarm on the app that will automatically start streaming Freedom 1570 at whatever time you decide. It's easy. Just open the menu in the upper left-hand corner, select alarm, and choose a time. You can set it to wake up with Matt Ray or any of your favorite hosts. Download the free Freedom 1570 app today. Ringing Liberty.